Einstein said that we cannot solve our problems with the same level of thinking that created them. And it's clear that all through COVID-19, nothing, nothing has prepared us to take this on. So how can we bounce back? How can we change our level of thinking so we can once again thrive and not just survive? And that's coming up next on Experience Leadership. Welcome to Experience Leadership, a podcast that helps small business owners and entrepreneurs just like you dare to be the exception. Join our host, service expert and master of experiences, Mark Hain, as he uncovers relevant and timely content to help you develop your business. So you can take the time to work on your business, not just in your business. Here's your host, Mark Hain. Welcome to this episode. This is where small business owners and entrepreneurs pick up core skill sets to help them work on their business, not just in their business. I am your host, service expert, and master of experiences, Mark Hain. It is wonderful having you with me here today. Our special guest today is Canadian idea man, Bob Huey, and we will get to him in just a moment. In the meantime, why don't you take a moment and make sure that you've subscribed to this podcast. I'd love to make absolutely sure that you don't miss a single episode as I release it. And while you're at it, why don't you go ahead and follow me on social media? I am on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and of course, on LinkedIn. You know, in a recent episode, I mentioned when I was speaking with reinvention specialist Danielle Silverman, that this is the first time businesses face the dilemma that COVID-19 has caused. We've all seen things like recessions before. We've all had downturns. But this is the first time in this generation, at least, where the sheer volume of businesses are challenged. This pandemic has been the great leveler because no one was prepared for this. Add to that that the constant uncertainty created by things like mask and vaccine protests the constant fear of what may be closed and what restrictions will be put into place, businesses never before have had this much difficulty and uncertainty. Today, we're going to get some tips as to how to change our thinking to bring clarity and innovation to our businesses. But first, I would like to know from you our question of the day. Where do you feel stuck? And what are you doing about it? As I mentioned, our guest today is a sought-after international speaker and a prolific author of business and leadership success books centered on ideas at work. Bob, the idea man who he works with leaders and their teams to equip them with profitable growth strategies and new and unique ways to view and deal with their challenges. Even with this raging pandemic, Bob says, in times of challenge... People need help and hope, and that is his business. Welcome, Bob. It's so nice to have you on the show. Hey, Mark. Glad (laughs) for being here, and thank you for inviting me. Hey, Bob, before we get into today's topic, could you tell us a little bit about what you do for your clients? All right. Well, essentially what I do is I, I work with them. I listen to them. I look and advise on their challenges, and very often we create something that might not have existed before we had our conversation. I mean, that goes to, to the, the idea, man. That came actually from a client because people ask me, why are you the idea, man? 
And I usually say, well, let's have a conversation. You'll pick up on it real quick. Because when I'm listening to them speaking, sometimes I hear something or I think of something that they've missed, that they that's right in front of their faces, but maybe they haven't explored. And some of those have been great ideas that have gone on to make people millions of dollars. So in your experience, I mean, you've been around the block many years. You've been involved in many different industries and consulted for many different businesses. Have you ever dealt with anything like what we are seeing now with the devastating effects of COVID-19 on businesses? Not even close. I mean, 9-11 was tough because it, it impacted us directly as speakers in terms of losing business overnight. In the first three weeks, I lost five engagements, which had a major impact on my next year. But not like this, where actually all of a sudden I was stuck at home. Like, that's it. Right. This little box was my window to the world. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, a whole new, that's a whole new norm right here. That, you see my fingers? Yeah. That's, my, that's my view to the world right now. I think for everybody, I think that's been the reality, right? We've really seen yeah. that as the you know, if you're an introvert, you're sitting at home and you're happy as you're a happy camper. So before we get into it, I just wanted... My wife is certainly happy with that. She's, she's the introvert in the family. I'm obviously <laughs> the other side of that coin. <laughs> nice. And so for me, I'm going antsy because we're not traveling. It's, it's kind of tough when you get excited about driving into Edmonton to buy some bags of dirt for the, for the you know, the planters that you're building. You get to see you know, humanity. But... <laughs> it's like, yeah. human beings, we're not alone. <laughs> We will be right back with more right after this. When you're delivering an important speech to a huge audience, it's easy to lose your place or go way over time. Give yourself an advantage with the Pro Speaker Presentation Speech Timer app. No more checking your watch or calling for time. The Pro Speaker Presentation Speech Timer app keeps you on track with easy-to-see timers, even changing color for visual prompts during your speech. And you can set audio cues to practice or set it to vibrate so you don't even have to look. Be the pro you know you are. Download the app at speakerpresentationtimer.com. So, Bob, in previous episodes, we have spoken with Life Coach Bill as to the mindset operators need in order to adapt to this whole new reality. But mindset, in my mind, mindset is only one piece of the formula. Mindset is just one ingredient. How can small business owners start thinking differently in this new normal? Well, I think the biggest thing that they need to do, and we've talked about this, is one, don't quit, don't panic, and don't just give up. You know, I mean, the giving up part is the part that kills most of our businesses. When you're in forced retirement, like, for example, I, I went through that. I, I had actually a few days where I was feeling depressed about what was happening in our industry until I rethought what I do. And I thought, is my motivation to travel around the world, 60 countries so far, or is my motivation to share my message around the world? And this little rectangular allows me to do that That with a different venue. So I think the biggest thing is don't quit and don't panic because very often I found when I'm working with people, there is always a solution. You may not like the solution because sometimes the solution is it's time to find a new career or a new business. But if not, there are ways of adapting and adopting to make what you now have work. So the biggest thing is opening your mind to say, there's a solution there. I'm open to it. Let me find it. Talk to other people reach out, get some feedback. I mean, for example, when 9-11 happened, again, I, I thought, no problem, it'll, it'll come back. It'll come back, and, and it didn't come back for a while. And looking back now, what I should have done and what I'm now is reaching out and speaking anywhere I could speak just to get 
out there because the speaking feeds me and feeds my energy and keeps me active, keeps my brain working and keeps me moving forward. So when you're in business and things are slow, the worst thing you can do is just back off. You need to do something to keep moving, whether it's update your systems, work on your website. If you don't have one, create one, check with your chamber, check with your professional organizations, see what they're doing, sharing ideas with your colleagues and say, how are you handling this? What are you doing? Because inevitably, if you're having those conversations, somebody will say something that will spark an idea for you. To, and you can say, oh, I could do that. I mean, that's one of the reasons why you and I go to CAPS events and NSA, which is National Speakers Association and the Canadian Association of Professional Speakers, because somewhere along the line in the conversations, somebody will say something that will spark an idea for me that I can take home and use. Right. It's funny that you mentioned that because one of the things that we keep talking about, the thing that's happening with COVID-19 now is the fact that we are no longer face-to-face with our colleagues. We're no longer face-to-face with people that we bump into on a daily basis in order to get those kinds of ideas. Now we're we're stuck at home if you if people are isolating, if they're if they're not back at their offices. And we're losing that human contact where innovation happens because people are bumping into each other at some point. Yeah. And I think that's one of the biggest challenges during this challenging time, seriously, is the isolation mm-hmm. in feeling that you're alone, that you're the only one. I mean the truth is you're not. But that's what you feel like. Right. And when you feel like that, it's easier to condense and pull back because you're not connected. Right. Yeah. You know, last week I or I mentioned earlier in, t- in today's broadcast, we were, I was talking about how the pandemic is this great leveler. It's given mm-hmm. everyone, it's affected everyone in all different, in basically the same way. Right. It's given everyone a chance, though, to reinvent or to pivot. How do you think business operators can use the current situation to their benefit to create better customer value and loyalty? Okay, I think the first thing you need to do is what I've suggested in Succeed, which we're going to talk about later, is look at what business are you in. So you really identify what the business is, what it is you provide, what services, what products, etc., and so you know what you're doing. Then you take a look at it and say, okay, obviously the traditional normal way of delivering that service or product isn't there right now. Is there another way of doing it? I mean, this was like with the conversation we had in terms of pivoting to start presenting online versus doing it live, because at this point, we're not going anywhere live. I mean, one of the biggest challenges I had this year was having to let my friends know in Barcelona that I was canceling the two-day event that we were going to have in April, because one, Europe was closed. I couldn't get in and I couldn't get out of Canada and I couldn't get travel insurance. So obviously I wasn't going. So what we did is we pivoted to create an online event to support them. 15 speakers plus myself put on an amazing two and a half hour program where we had taken each of us originally had a half hour at the live event. And we took it down to five minutes to say, give us the essential five minutes to support this amazing organization. And it worked. Uh, to the point where other associations around the world are following some of those same ideas. So just because you're going through a challenge doesn't mean you're alone, doesn't mean that you have to quit, doesn't mean that you can't find a creative way of dealing with it. It just means you have to open your mind to saying, is there another way of doing this? Is there a second best answer? Because I think people usually stop at the first answer they find that answers the question. 
Right. And very often that's not the best one. The best one might sometimes be the second answer or the second solution. So take it to that point and say, okay, is there another way of doing this? Mm-hmm. Ask for advice, ask for help, and work together with other people to make it happen like you're doing. Right. You know, the I sent, you know, again, it's interesting that you you said this idea about working with other people and doing it. How much, you know, I find personally that business owners are so focused. They they know their business. And, you know, if they make grommets, that's what they know. However, they might not know that they can get other uses of their equipment, their machinery and so on to be able to pivot or even to think differently. You know, you are the idea man. What strategies do you give owner operators to start shaking their head out of their complacency or out of their norm to start thinking a little bit differently? Well, I think it starts with actually, as I said earlier, looking at the business you're in, not what you're producing, not what you're selling, but what is the business? When I used to be in the kitchen business, I became a lot more effective when I realized that what I did was make women happy for a living and their husbands paid me for it, which usually gets a laugh. So <laughs> that happen when people are listening. But, but that was the end benefit of what I did. I did that by designing a workspace in the house that was the heart of the kitchen that people enjoyed. But, but I started thinking about what's the end result of what I'm doing. For example, and Make Me Feel Special, that's what I talk about is what business are you in? How do you deliver it? What does it do for people? Lead with the benefit. Because people buy benefits. They don't buy products, per se. They buy what the ben- the product does for them, what the service does for them, how it makes them feel, how it makes them look, you know, those kinds of things. And the other thing is, again, going back to the thing, is ask for help. A lot of businesses that are creative and growing will have feedback from their clients to say, hey, have you ever thought of this? And be willing to accept it. I'll give you a personal story. For a number of years, I, I did a lot of work with the Brick here in Canada, uh, one of the larger retailers of furniture and, and appliances and those kinds of things. And one particular year, Bill Comrie, who was the founder, was getting an awful lot of awards. So I was actually hired to be his speech coach and to work with him. He's, he was an amazing speaker, but he just needed some focus. And so we would create the speeches and we'd work on it and whatever. So we were working on one where he was going to speak in Jasper to the Alberta Home Builders Association. And me being me with the idea, and I said, Bill, you know, you realize you're leaving money on the table, which was like ready, red meat in front of him. And he went, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? I said, you're talking to home builders across Alberta. People buy homes, also need furniture. And the light went on. So what we did is we created a program where we offered any of them who wanted free furniture for a year for a show home with the option that they would obviously present uh, for the brick. And at the end of the year, they could either send the furniture back or sell it at cost to the person who buys the show home. According to him, and I didn't know that, but Bill being the kind of person he was, he measured everything. And so when I asked him to, to write the forward for my Think Beyond the First Sale, he actually said in there, and this idea made me $12 million. Just an idea off the top of my head. Yeah. We don't see sometimes, and... You know, Bill is a brilliant man. Between Bill and Kim Yost, I get in the middle, I feel like a ping pong ball. Because I'm the idea man that Bill Carmey was the idea machine. And and Kim was just about the same. And it was like back and forth, back and forth. And I'd throw a little bit in every so often just to let him know I was still alive and still a little conversation. But that's what happens when you get people together that are creative is something happens. 
It's not necessarily the the first solution. It's not necessarily the second solution, but sometimes just those outlandish ideas form the basis or a foundation to something that nobody considered. And you won't have it unless you talk to people. Yeah, and sometimes sometimes you create something out of a bunch of pieces that that existed. Right. Sometimes you go out and say, okay, it didn't work the first time 20 years ago, but technology has changed now, so now we can do something. Or the materials have changed. Like, for example, many, many years ago, you didn't have too many skyscrapers because they didn't have the materials and the design to build over a certain height, building with wood, until mm-hmm. they got into the steel and concrete, and now they go forever. Yeah. But that changed when the materials and the process and the expertise changed. Yeah. That That's to do with your business, too. Yeah. And, you know, that, so what I'd like to get from you is some steps about how businesses can stem the bleeding from this pandemic. But before we get into that, could you tell the audience how they can get in touch with you to book you or to use your services or even to do a consult? How do they tap into your expertise? Your best bet is to go to my main website, which is www.ideaman.net, and then just hit the link there to send me an email or pick up the phone and give me a call, 780-736-0009. We'll make sure to put those in the show notes. And remember that if it's international, that I'm on mountain daylight time. I work around the globe and I get people that forget and they phone me at four o'clock in the morning, but it's like it's evening their time. Yes. You know, it's like Friday night. I'm having a conversation with a lady about an event uh, later this month. Mm -hmm. It's 9 p.m. my time. I think it's about eight in the morning or seven in the morning her time. Yeah, we're global, right? We're in a global economy. And all of a sudden that's that's part of the change in our norm is if we're going to be doing business, we're doing it. 24 hours a day, we need to adapt to what our clients need and be available when they need us. Yeah, I just received a text. It's from Philip in regards to things. Philip, thank you so much for texting in. For anybody who wants to text in, uh, you can find my number on LinkedIn. But he says, hi, Mark. In many episodes, you mentioned that it is better to face challenges with the whole team rather than just you as the owner. If it's your business, what can staff contribute? Why don't well, I well, lob that to you and say, I could, why don't I lob that to you, Bob? Okay, <laughs> I, I will take that one. In fact, I love that question because often the answer to the solution to your problem is in the mind of somebody who works in your business. I, How I so? A, it's an older example, but there's a hotel in San Diego called the El Cortez, which is famous for one particular reason. It had the first exterior elevator in the world. And that happened because the janitor was there and he listens to the owner talking to the architect and the engineer going, well, you know, we're going to have to, we're going to have to build this thing. We're going to just we'll shut down the hotel for two weeks and it'd be really dirty. And he's thinking, okay, you know, I'm going to do all the clean, but everybody else is off. And, and, you know, the engineer sees him and because he's an engineer, you know, he's doing this and he's what, you got a better idea. And he says, well, have you ever thought about building the elevator on the outside of the building? Nobody had ever thought of that before. And they did. It became an architectural landmark around the world because they thought outside the building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another example, there's a, a company in somewhere in the Southern Hemisphere that had a problem with money. They were running as a normal company does. Cash flow was bad. And they were saying, what do we do? And somebody said, how about if we go through 
and eliminate all the duplication of all the stuff that we photocopied and stuck in filing cabinets because they were going to buy some filing cabinets that had no money. So they came in one Saturday. Everybody in the company came in. They did the duplication. They shredded. They got rid of it. They ended up selling filing cabinets, which they used for cash flow to move the company ahead. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes the solution is right there. It's simple, but you know, you just have to. And the other thing, I'll, I'll just tell you, the other thing you can do is, one, you don't want to walk around as the owner being negative about what you're doing. But I think you need to be honest and let people know that there's a challenge because they know anyway. Just to tell you the truth, they actually know already. They see what's happening. They probably know before you that you're in trouble. So let them know what it is, ask advice, and then shut up and listen. We will be right back with more from Bob Huey right after this. Every day you perform, maybe not on a stage in front of a captive audience, oh, thank you, thank you, but in your business, whether you know it or not, you are performing. Thinking about your business like you have to go out there and put on a perfect show can help create long-lasting success. And you can find out the secrets how in the new book, Lights, Camera, Action, Business Operational Excellence Through the Lens of Live Theater. Author, speaker, actor, and business coach Mark Hain breaks down how you can craft a solid foundation rehearse before you ever serve your first customer and take action to provide an experience worthy of a standing ovation. Mark's experience running casinos, restaurants, and hotels, as well as his time in live theater, has been preparing him to help put the spotlight on your business and give it its time to shine. Order his book, Lights, Camera, Action, today at your favorite online store or directly at markhain.com. That's M-A-R-C-H-A-I-N-E.com. Welcome back. We are speaking with Bob, the idea man, Huey. In the 80s, 70s and 80s, when I grew up, the the owners and operators would talk about things like revenue or they would talk about things like profitability. And they would hoard all this information so close to their chest because they figured, you know, if if my staff know how much profit we're making, they're going to demand raises. Or, you know, if they hear that we're suffering, they're going to quit. And so now we're in this relationship age where now it's so integral for owners and operators to share the information with their teams. And that makes your team a partner in the success of what you're building. Yes. Which is a better way of doing it. You're working together. It's collaborative. It's creative. Mm -hmm. And it's moving forward. Right. And the other thing, too, is you're sharing trust with people to say, I trust you with this information because this is your business as well so that your employees take ownership of what you're doing. Because that's like I tell people in the one book, you know, you, you take care of your employees, you empower them, you make them feel like they're in control so that they deal with your customers. And they take ownership. Because they're the face of your business. Yeah. And uh, like, for example, Hilton uh, in the old days, and I don't know if they're doing it now, but Hilton in the old days used to empower any of their employees in a hotel to deal with a problem up to a certain amount. In other words, if somebody, I guess, had a problem, they talked to a housekeeper. Housekeeper could comp them a free room, get them a free meal, whatever it is, and deal with the problem. You didn't have to go find a manager. You just dealt with it. You made the customer happy, and that built their business. That built their brand. So people thought, okay, I'm staying there because I'm well taken care of. Right. And if I have a problem, they don't put me off to say, well, let me, it's not my problem. Let me find a manager for it. I will take care of that for you, Mr. Haynes. Yeah. You know, in one of your presentations, I think it was at one of the associations that you were presenting to, you were speaking about owners testing 
that their businesses were healthy. Now that so many are ailing, what are some of the steps they can take to stem off the onslaught of the challenges they're facing? I mean, some of them are, are challenged with having to, they're at war with their landlords, they've laid off staff, they're, they're only getting a marginal amount of their volume. What do they need to do now to bump up and start facing this reality head on? Well, other than hoping and praying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because, yeah. Some of what you shared are big challenges. Like, for example, negotiating with a landlord is a big one. Because that's, for example, that's one of the things that's going to happen that's going to change because people are realizing they can work from home. There'll be a lot of landlords that are going to be left hanging, hanging on with empty space coming forward into this. But I think the biggest thing I've learned in negotiating is just be really honest. Be really honest about the situation. Having something is better than nothing. So if you're talking to a landlord, for example, having him come after you as a dead business, he's now got a space that nobody's going to want during this time period. Nobody. Yeah. He won't be able to do anything with it. It'll be just a cost thing. So maybe you negotiate and say, maybe what we can do is instead of covering the rent, we can maybe cover the expenses to minimize the challenge. Sure. Same thing with, with laying people off. Sometimes you can't do much, but there might be a way of saying, let's see if we can put you to work part-time to keep you involved so that we continue to grow together so that when things change, we can bring you back full time. Sure. So that people still feel part of, I mean, you're not going to worry necessarily about them finding another job because right now there's not a lot of jobs. That's the truth. Yeah. But you don't want to lose that brain power or that engagement. So take the time to keep in touch with people and say, I know this is tough for you. Not easy for me either. But I'm going to keep in touch with you, let you know what's happening. Maybe there's an area you can help us. Maybe there isn't. But at least you know what we're doing. And as we get back to what the new normal is, I'll pull you back in and we'll use you. Sure. Yeah. You know, so we talked a lot of about a lot of opportunities, I think, that owner operators and, and small business operators can start doing. What are some of the cautionaries for our audience when it comes to responding to this new normal that we're facing today? What would the cautionaries be? Uh, we mentioned earlier, one, don't do it alone. I think the biggest thing is realize that there's strength in numbers. There are other people who are suffering like yourself. There are other people with skills that will correspond and work with yours. So find those people and partner with them because very often they have access to markets. That maybe, and this is something you could do anytime, but right now it's essential to survive. You, you have to look for new markets. You have to, like we said earlier, what do I produce? What do I sell that might have another market, another place to, to sell? Other people know that. So if you know somebody that happens to be in that market, you, you approach them. And what I've done in the past is I have simply said, hi, I'm Bob Rui. This is what I do. I notice that you work in this particular segment. I'm looking at moving into that. Is there any suggestions or tips that you have? And do you have any people that I could talk to about learning? And I'll, I'll give you an example. When, when we first started CAPS, which is the Canadian Association of Professional Speakers here in Canada, I helped start the Vancouver chapter. I had a lot of business speaking in the States because I was one of the few Canadians that the Americans knew. Oh, talk to Bob up in Vancouver. He can help you. And, and that's the same thing here. It's, it's who you know and who knows you. And again, be honest about what you're looking for. Ask people, who do you know that can, can utilize my services? Sometimes just the very fact of asking opens the door, opens a conversation. And if you do that, you never know where that's going to lead to. Sometimes it leads to, to new businesses. I'll give you one more example back from my brick days. I sat down with Kim Yost, who is the president and CEO 
and we had lunch, which is what we did because we were friends and, you know, we, I collect friends as business partners, but it's just a funny way. And he was saying, Bob, I've, I've got a problem. I've got 1,500 salespeople across Canada. And I, I need to find a way of, of keeping them focused and positive. And so literally in 15 minutes, we brainstormed, including the idea, the name, Secret Selling Tips. And I said to him, it sounds, he said some stuff. And I said, it sounds like if I create it, you'll buy it. And he said, yes. And I said, how much would it be worth to you? And he said, said an amount. And I said, you'll have it in a month. So I created it for him in a month. And a month later, we had the French version. And that went for about five or six years, maybe $105,000 because I simply reacted to a need and I pulled some ideas from some things that I had seen that other people were doing and say, well, we could do this, we could do this, we could do this. And it, it jumbled in that 15 minutes. So as you have conversations with other positive, creative people or listen to podcasts like this, you get ideas that you can act on. The key there is act on it. Yeah. So if you were to suggest anybody watching this, an action item that they need to do right now. Like as soon as this broadcast is over, they should apply something to their business right this second. What would it be? Going back to what I said earlier, sit down and say, okay, what business am I in? What benefit do I deliver? Yes. And then the second question is, how can I deliver it differently? Yeah. Because the differently is what is the norm we live in. The other is where you're starting. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is looking for it and saying, is there something that I can take and adapt or adopt from another area to make sense? And I'll give you again an example. When we, when COVID started hitting and the toilet paper, the great toilet paper rush of 2020 happened and the sanitizer and the Lysol and all this, all this panic buying went in. All of a sudden, some of the small distilleries said, Hey, we can make hand sanitizer. And so they pivoted and started producing it so that it's available. Just like during World War II, there were a lot of companies in the U.S. and other places that converted from peacetime to wartime manufacturing uh, and, and started doing things. Like, for example, one particular company would produce a, a freight liner like because they were losing so many to the Germans. One a month. They were building ships yeah. one a month. They, they got creative. They came up with ideas saying, we need to do this to keep the war going. And so they found a way to do it. And that brought pe people went, what are you doing? We're building something that's going to win the war. They got yeah. excited. They got involved. They, they got energized. And you can do that with your staff. You can do that with your friends. You can do that with your business people that you know. Make you excited. And it takes a little bit of humility. And it takes a little bit of self-reflection as well. I, I would even suggest that one of the things that owners and operators need to do is sit down and make a list of what they think, what the strengths are of their business. And then what are the weaknesses? And then being able to turn around and say, is there anybody in my community who can help me make up for my weakness? Exactly. Yeah. Bob, thank you so much. This is all the time that we have today. And I, I oh. cannot thank you enough for coming out and being on this show today. Could you remind everyone one more time how to get a hold of you? Sure. Uh, you can get me through my main website, which is ideaman.net. And through, on there is the, is the email. Or if you're phoning me, remember... Daylight time. <laughs> Seven eight seven eight zero seven three six triple zero nine. Don't call. You should have a sign. Don't call when I'm sleeping. <laughs> exactly. My wife. My wife was the one that has the phone on her side of the bed. So you wake her up. That's not a good way to start a conversation. I'll tell you. And the, and the other thing that you mentioned is, and I just thought of it, is everybody gets a copy of this book. There's a, a lot of what we've talked about 
and a whole bunch more ideas. Yeah. There's That's, a lot of actionable ideas in here. I wrote this book primarily because of COVID. You know, I got me thinking, which is one of the things that I do is I write. So I'm, I'm, I've just done two more little books in the last little while I'm doing. These are, this is part of my quick read series. You can sit down and read this in half an hour. You'll walk away with some ideas that will give you something to build on, something to use, and something to make you some money. Thank you so much, Bob. Yeah, we right. We put the link uh, to the PDF in the show notes here. So anybody watching this video, go ahead and click the show the for the PDF. It is not an opt-in, so you just get you just get the book for the sake of getting the book. So thank you very much, Bob. Yeah, I'd I'd like to acknowledge you for being here today and and sharing your knowledge. I appreciate the generosity of your book as well because it's something that you poured your heart and soul into it, and I I love the fact that you you share that. So to everybody, you know. I cannot thank you enough for coming out and watching our episode today. Why don't you give us a thumbs up if this was of value to you? Put in the comment box. I'd love it if you could say, you know, what did you take away from this that you could apply today? And as always, my offer stands. If you would like 30 minutes of my time to brainstorm your business with you and your team. So again, going back to what Bob was saying about this idea that you can't do it alone. Feel free to book yourself on my online calendar. The link is down below. It's meetme.so slash Mark and that's Mark with a C. Go ahead and book time 30 minutes on your calendar. I'd love to get together and brain help you brainstorm that and see what we can come up with as a group. As always, I am at your service. And if you haven't done so yet, why don't you hit the subscribe button and why don't you ring the bell? That'll give you first dibs whenever I bring you some fresh content that will help hopefully help you work on your business, not just in your business. My name is Mark Hain. I hope you stay safe, stay healthy, and dare to be the exception. Thank you for joining us this week on Experience Leadership. Make sure you visit markhain.com where you can subscribe to iTunes or by RSS so you'll never miss a show. Or go directly to markhainlive.com to watch the video edition of this podcast. While you're at it, if you found today's content valuable, please give us a rating on iTunes, or you can share it and tell your friends all about the show. As Mark says, knowledge is power, but only if you share it. Be sure to tune in each week for the newest episode. Please stay safe, stay healthy, and dare to be the exception.